0: Battle me in First Peter uh, for the words that we have there. I'm gonna pray one more time, uh, and, then, and then we can jump into what God has for us for tonight. Father, again, thank you for this opportunity to, to gather together, to be with one another, uh, to be with our for family. God, I pray that you would prepare our hearts to receive uh, what you have for us tonight. Now that our hearts would be good soil uh, for your word to implant planted and grow and bear a harvest of faith, a harvest of righteousness. And now Holy Spirit do what you please in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, uh, some of you guys, it's your, it's your first semester on campus, right? And there's lots of things that the university is already getting uh, you hyped for, I would guess. Chief among them is the upcoming Memphis Tigers football season. Right, that's coming up soon. Uh, as students, you get into the games for free. It's a few weeks till we got a home game, though. Right, so unless you're wanting to travel, the season opener though for us is going to be our first football game. is going to be September the third against Mississippi State. Some of our band folks driving to that. Yes, okay. Um, we got some good. We got some good uh, marching band. Uh, folks in the house. And so some of you guys may go to that Mississippi State game because you're just like, man, I got to hit all those Tiger games. And some of you guys are like, oh, I'll just I want to play uh, here in the Liberty Ball. and I'll catch them there. Uh, and so I want you guys to imagine you're there in the stands. You're there in Mississippi. They're in the stands for our first home game, first, first away game, first football game of the season. Uh, Mississippi State, was the, the the coin toss. Uh, in, in Mississippi State's going go on defense, right? So their defensive line lines up there, right? All, all those big tough, strong guys line up, and it's time for Coach Silverfield to send out our offensive line, uh, and he just sends out one dude, right, one dude against there with 11 players there and they're on the defensive line, of course the referees do not allow them to do this, so just use your imagination with me, right, it doesn't matter how good this guy is, right, it doesn't matter if he's like eight-time All-American, top of his class, right, going straight to pro, one guy against 11 guys, it's, it's no good. Right, It's no good, right? And so again, we don't play football that way, we're not allowed them to play it down. But it'd be no good, right? I don't want to make any sense for, for one guy to go up against the guys. Uh, I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan, right? And you guys looking forward to basketball season is not going come quick enough. Uh, and saw the announcement the Grizzlies are going uh, to play Golden State on Christmas Day. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a John Morant fan for sure, but it's just a job. John. John by himself. Against any other team of five, right, he's gonna have a tough time, right? What is the reason why? Football and basketball, they are a team sports, right? They're not meant to solo. You can be real good. You now, Jack can maybe, can, uh, can do junior varsity, you know, middle school team, he could solo, but, right, you're not gonna solo another team of equals. Football and basketball is a team sport. And in the same way, your life, right, your life, your day to day life, is a team sport. You are not supposed to face down the trials and struggles of life by yourself. Right, like some lone linebacker, right, taking on the whole of the team by himself. You weren't meant to live life that way. Yeah. You were meant to live life in community. We need other people, uh, and and we need uh, we need we need them. We need help. We need to depend on them. And you say, man, I don't care about sports. Right, all those analogies, I'm gonna throw in the garbage. I don't care about that. Okay, think about your favorite TV show with like this killer ensemble cast and all the characters are playing off each other. And you think how boring that would be if it was just like just the one guy who's like staring at a wall for 20 minutes, right? Or your favorite anime, right? Where you've got all these cool, interesting characters and the way they play off each other and all those dynamics. You're like, oh man, this is so interesting, right? And, and it's, it's in community, right? It's how they play off each other that makes it interesting and compelling. Right? Some of you guys are gamers. And right, you pop into a Fortnite or a Call of Duty, and you're playing with your squad, right? And it's your squad against the other squads, and all your, your, the rest of your your squad comes out, right? So it's you solo, and, and they're going to take you out. Oh, you guys let me down. We need each other, right? We need community. You guys tracking with me? Your life is the same way. Your life is the same way. You need other people. It doesn't matter how cool you are. I don't you there's some real cool people, right? It doesn't matter how tough you are, how smart you are. Um, God made us for community. We need community. We need one another. I need you, right? You need the guy next to you. And the girl behind her, right? You need those people. We need those people in our life. We weren't meant to go it alone. We were created to exist in community. We were created for meaningful relationships and the encouragement of a group where we are accepted and loved. Amen, that's how God made us. My first year, my freshman year in college, it's been a minute, we don't have to say how long, but my first year at the University of Tennessee, man, I stepped on campus, and I didn't know hardly anybody. it. Right? No, no close friends that came from high school, there was nobody that I knew, and there there was a bit of a fear, and you guys may have sensed this yourself, you don't have to raise your hand, that, am I going to make any friends, right? Is there going to be a single person that wants to talk to me here, am I going to be able to connect uh, with anyone, right? And, and, and there's, a, there's a worry there, especially if you don't know anybody. Like, my roommate's nice enough, but like, man, I, I don't know, I don't know, am I going to meet anybody? I'm going to connect in class, I'm going to connect on campus, uh, and for me personally, Right, Chi uh, Alpha, the ministry of Chi Alpha, became a family, became a home, became a community for me to plug into, right? It took a couple weeks to, to find them, um, but, but once I stepped into that first Chi Alpha meeting, I was like, all right, and these could be my people, right? I had some guys, uh, Curtis and Clint, invite me to their, their small group to be in the basement of this dorm. We meet together on Tuesdays, right? And we study the Bible together and encourage each other, right? Uh, and, and these guys were huge big brothers in the faith, huge mentors to me. I was a Christian when I came college, right, I really got serious about looking for Jesus in high school, but Kyle was instrumental in helping me keep going strong for Jesus in college, you hear me? That there were so many temptations on that college campus, it was like a gravity, just kind of sucking you down, it doesn't matter what you step on campus with, what kind of, kind of values, ideals that you have, it's going to test it, right, having that community to be a part of really, really helps me, those guys became lifelong friends. Right, there's still guys I mean, that, that, that I call on. If i if I got a Bible question, right? If i got something, hey, could you pray with me? I've got a life situation I can really use prayer for. But I still call on these guys. We don't have to say how many years later. Right, they're still tight in my life and important to me. Um, Cal was instrumental in my life. Cal was a family that really encouraged me and was there for me. And I want to tell you that's exactly what we want to be for each and every Right? Therese and Leland shared a little bit what it's meant to them. They're, they're, you know, there's half a dozen others that are here tonight that could share um, and how, how God has used the ministry of Alpha in their life to encourage them when they needed that community. Um, but the message tonight, man, what we really want to drill down on is the importance of community. Why do we need community? Uh, and what kind of community do we want to be? Right? What kind of community would God have us to be as a reflection of His glory on the campus? We need community. We're built for it. We struggle without it. We need it. Do you know God created you to exist in community? Right? He didn't create you to do it all by yourself, all alone, cool as you are, good looking as you are, smart as you are. I don't need nobody, right? But you were created to be in community. You're created not just because you need the help of other people, but other people need your help. And God gave you gifts and talents and abilities to be a blessing to others. You're created for community. And as you read Genesis, right? God's creation of the universe and all that exists, right? God creates the world, and he creates all the stuff in the world, and last of all, he creates human beings, and he says something about human beings. He makes a statement, and he says, human beings, I I did a good job here, right? This is very good. says, human beings are image bearers. They're created in God's image. Every single human being, every man, woman, and child on earth, bears the image of God. That includes you. That includes your neighbor, right? That includes your smelly roommate, right? Every Every single human being is made in the image of God. And because of that, Every single human being has value and dignity and worth because they're made in God's image, right? And that's why stuff like like prejudice and racism is so foolish and so wicked, right? Because every human is made in the image of God. And how am I going to debase another image there, right? That's stupid. Uh, And so, so man, we're not about that in this community, right? We love and we celebrate every human being because we're all a reflection of God's glory. We're all made in God's image. So God says, God creates human beings. He says, that's very good. That's very good. But in the next chapter, in chapter 2, he makes another statement about human beings, about something that's not good. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord says, but it's not good for humans to be alone, right? Humans are good because they reflect the glory of God, the image of God, but it's not good that they do that alone. They need to be in community. I created them for community. We need other people. Can I tell you, especially at this stage of life, Especially at 18, 19, 20 years old, especially these university years, we need people, we need people. Students need to feel like they belong. The college experience can be incredibly lonely. That's why depression rates and suicide rates are higher among your age than they are any other segment of the population. Um, Because people are desperately lonely. Even on a campus of 23,000 students, right, there are students everywhere. But it can still feel like, if, you've got, if you don't have deep connection with them, you can feel like I'm lost in a crowd, or alone in a crowd. It almost makes it worse seeing people everywhere, but knowing you're not connected with them, almost makes the loneliness even more pronounced, even even worse. Uh, and even though surrounded by people, right? right you, still feel, you still feel distant, because um, you don't have that connection, you don't have that meaningful, meaningful community. Man, we need community, we need community. Um, and so, I think on some deep level that resonates, we realize we need community, and so humans seek it out. They seek it out a variety of different ways. But sometimes we tend to make foolish decisions trying to find community. Right? Have we done anything stupid to try to fit in? If you don't, raise your hands. Right? Some of y'all fresh out of high school, right? Anything, yeah, done anything real dumb to try to fit in? I have, for sure. Right? The, the, man, I need community. God made me that way. Right? God made me needing other people, uh, needing to exist in a community that's going to encourage me and love me. I don't know how to get that. So I'm going to do stupid stuff to try to fit in and make people laugh. Oh, they're, they're doing something really foolish or self-destructive, and I know that's not right, but maybe I'm going to do that so, so that I can fit in, so that they will uh, accept me. And, and it's human nature. Man, we tend to do stupid stuff. We tend to get real foolish just so people will accept us, just because maybe they'll like us, right, if we do this thing. So I mentioned I stepped on the college campus, and I didn't know anything, Right? My roommate was nice, but he was from a different walk of life. And he had a different plan, right? His plan was he was going to rush the fraternities. He was going to do Greek life. I didn't have a plan. So I'm like, well, I'll just go along with your plan, right? Like, you seem like you got the right idea, so, so I'm Justin to some to some fraternity rush parties. Again, this is not me. I was not that party guy in high school, right? That was not my story at all. Uh, but my very first weekend on campus, right, I found myself at an attorney party with a beer in my hand I and mean, talking to people that did not care about me, did not want to be lifelong friends with me. Uh, and. and who is this guy? Who is this guy, right? That any kind of values I had almost went, went out the window because I just want to fit in, plug in somewhere. Uh, and, and thankfully, when God brought some people across my path and invited me a come off, I got plugged in with some guys that really did care about me, really did love me, encouraged me uh, in the Lord. Man, I felt that gravity. I felt that pull to not be myself or to compromise on some values I had just so I could fit in, just so I could meet people. Uh, I'm not describing anything that you're unfamiliar with. You've been there yourself or you know someone that has, uh, we tend to make foolish decisions trying to find community. Now I encourage you with this. You can trust the Lord to give you a good community. You can trust God to place you in a good community that's going to be good for you, help you to grow, help you to find your purpose, your identity to help you to grow in the Lord, challenge you to follow Jesus. You can trust God to take care of that. And you don't have to manipulate the situation. You don't have to embarrass yourself, base yourself, to fit in with any group. Trust the Lord is going to place you in the community. He wants you. And he promises us this in Psalm 68. Psalm 68, 6 says this.
1: God places the lonely
0: in families. And he sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. That's a promise here through the psalmist. God has a, has a way of taking you when you're in a place of, of, I need friends, I need community. If you'll lean on the Lord for that, say, God, would you give me a friend? Would you provide, uh, provide me a community? God will place you in a family, in a community, in a group of friends that is going to love and encourage you. You can trust him with that. So my encouragement to you tonight is trust God with that. Trust that God is faithful. He's going to place you in a community of believers that's going to help you to grow. It's going to help you experience the fullness of all he has for you. Amen? And here at Kyle, we would love to be that family for you during your college years, right? The next three, four, five years, some of you a sixth, seventh year victory lap, some grad students maybe even. Half uh, the long that is. we would love to be in your family here on campus uh, during that time. Cuyahoga is a place uh, where everyone is loved where everyone belongs. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what was in your past. I and mean, that word that word, Natalie had, and I know that was right for somebody, right? Somebody said, Man, I don't really feel worthy to be praising Jesus right now because maybe I blew it. Uh, maybe, maybe this is a place where, where we know God's merciful. We know God's gracious. So we want to extend mercy and grace and love because God's been so gracious to us. This is a place where everyone belongs no matter what. Right? Everyone's going to be loved no matter what. For a community that will love and encourage you as you grow to be that person that God wants you to be. And that's my goal. I want to see each and every one of you grow to be the man of God, the woman of God, that God desires for you to be. In any way that I can help with that, man, I'm there. Right? I want to challenge you to follow Jesus. I want to help you to grow and develop into the person God wants you to be. Uh, so that you can be all you can be for Him and for His glory here on campus during your college years. A passage of scripture that really exemplifies the kind of community we want to be on campus. Again, this is the main, main passage we're looking at tonight. It's going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter 4, starting in verse 8. When I think about the community of God, like what we want to be, right? That, man, these, these four verses here really, really exemplify it for me. Uh, this is Peter. This is Peter when Jesus' apostles, he's writing to the church. And he says this, and, and, and you know, we're, we're part of the church too by extension, uh, so he's writing it to us. God says this through, through Peter here in the scriptures. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you receive to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. In verse 8 he says, above all, above all, love each other deeply. Love each other deeply. It doesn't matter what else we screw up, if we really work hard to get that right. Because He says love is going to cover all the screw ups in the mistakes. I mean, if I know my brother loves me, if I know my sister really loves me uh, and, and, they, and they mess up, they, and it's no big deal. I know really they care about me, right? I know it's not, not malicious. It's not intentional. They're not, they're not trying to hurt me so I can show forgiveness like I've been shown forgiveness by God. Uh, we want to be a community that above all, loves each other deeply. And I mean, Kai Alpha, uh, maybe if there's something central to the heartbeat of Chi Alpha, what we want our ministry to be all about, we want to be a community that loves well. We love well. We love each other well, we love God well, we love the campus well, we want to love our city well, but we want that to exemplify, man, when you pick a kapha, if we're known for something on the campus, oh yeah, kapha, they, they love you like crazy, right? If you meet a kapha, oh, they, they're just going to love you like crazy, they love each other so much, I don't get it, man, it's wild, uh, they're, they're there for each other, they're in each other's lives, they really love well, man, if we're going to be known for something, he says, above all, let me bad. that, we love each other deeply, but first and foremost, we want to love God well. And we want to love the people. You know, look around this room. We want to love each other well. We want to love the folks in this room well. We want to love our campus well. When you've got classmates and roommates and friends on campus that, that are far from God uh, and really need that love, uh, you can be the one God uses to love them well. We want to love and serve our city well. Verse 9 says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. One of the ways that we love well is to show hospitality. That's just being there for each other. Right, your friend's got a need and you can meet it, and that's hospitality, right? Oh, oh, maybe your friend's in a tough financial spot and needs some food, and, and you got some extra food, right? Then that's where you can step in and say, "Man, I, I, I got you. Let, let me help you out," right? And then maybe a time down the road where it goes the other way and they help you. And maybe your friend doesn't have transportation. You say, "Oh, I'll give you a ride right to the store. I'll give you a ride right over here. I'll go pick you up, or I'll help you get to work," right? That that there's ways God's blessed you that you can be a blessing to others that you can use. Use your dorm, use your apartment. Invite people in. Invite people to go get lunch with you. Invite people to go get breakfast and coffee with you. Uh, Show hospitality. uh, Demonstrate hospitality to other people. Show the love of God in that way. Allow the Lord to use you to meet the needs of the people around you. It says, do that without complaining, without grumbling, without gossiping about one another. Uh, but use your words to encourage and build up and point people to Jesus. He says, "Man, we want to be the kind of community that loves one another well and does it without complaining, right? It's like, man, it's really tough, really tough loving Jesus. I'm loving them, man. I'm not going to grumble, grumble, right? I'm like, no, no, we no. love them, they don't grumble about it, right? They, 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 it's a joy we need to serve the Lord and to love each other. We're not going to complain about each other. We're not going to gossip about each other. mean, a big part of Caliph culture is man. We don't, we don't do gossip culture, right? So, so if someone's, if you're having a conversation with a friend, and they bring up someone who's not there to defend themselves, and then be the person that's like, whoa, whoa, hold up, let's change the subject You're like, let's not talk about Izzy. he's not here he's to defend himself, right, I mean, he'll be here in a few minutes, let's hold up, and they say oh man, I'm having trouble, I'm having a problem with Izzy, old man, I'm, I'm having a real struggle there but, like, well, you need to go tell him that, you don't need to tell me, because that's gossip, right, and we're going to go hand and handle that privately, uh, we're going we're gonna to squash gossip when it happens, we're not going to tolerate that, we're not going to grumble, not going to complain about each other, uh, not going to gossip, and that's going to honor Jesus, Right? If we're a culture that says, no, I love you too much uh, to, to let you sin by I said me. So we're going to stop that. We're going to talk about something else. We're going to use our words to encourage, edify, build people up, point people to Jesus. Verse 10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you receive to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Did you know that your gifts and talents and abilities are a vessel of God's grace for the people around you? God gave you specific talents. There's nobody like There's things that you can do, and you can do with excellence, and I can't do it all, right? God's given you specific talents and gifts and abilities. And this verse says that those talents, gifts, and abilities are vessels of God's grace into someone else's life. God's grace wants to work through you and touch another person's life if you let them use it. Right? Your, your talents is not to make you popular or cool. That may be an unintended side effect, right? But your talents and abilities... And your brilliance is there to be a vessel of God's grace to someone else. Uh, and, and so we've got many ways through the ministry of you to use your gifts and your talents and your abilities to encourage other people and to serve the kingdom of God. Um, and if you are musically talented, we want to know about that. Right? You play an instrument, you sing, right? you want to know about that. We want to know about that. You're good with good with computers, good with art, good with media, good with video, and you can draw. You can do cool graphic design stuff. Man, we, we want to know about that. Let's figure out how you can use that for the kingdom, Amen. Okay? you're you're the super out, don't want a good greeter. Man, you can post up at a door, make anyone's day feel feel super super welcome. Uh, and use those gifts, those talents, that bright smile God put on your face when He made you. Let's use that for God's kingdom and God's glory. I mean, you've got a heart to serve the city, right? You see a lot of needs in here around Memphis, and Memphis does have some big needs. You say, man, my heart's moved by that, and my heart's moved with compassion towards my city, and and, and let's get people together, and let's serve the city. Man, there's ways that you can do that through the ministry of Calvin, and and we want to see you do that to be a vessel of God's grace. Use your talents, use your abilities here. Verse 11, this is the last verse here. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Of God, the very Word of God. We are a community that values the Word of God. We value the Bible. It's not just another book, right? This is this is God's Word for us. We value it because it's the way the Lord has revealed Himself to us. And because we value the Bible, we study it together in community. So we're going to talk about the Bible on Wednesday nights. We're going to talk about the Bible in Life Group. So in Life Group this semester, or this whole school year, we're going through the Gospel of John. I mean, verse by verse, bit by bit, we're going to study the Gospel of John together. If you've never read it before, and it's going to be fantastic. God's going to show you so much through it. If you have read it before, then you know how good it is. is. You're like, Alright, I'm ready to talk about this in community with some of my brothers and sisters. Uh, and get Connected to a life group. It's a great way to study uh, the Word together. We're a community that values, values God's Word. It says, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides. I want to encourage y'all. Lean on the Lord. I know it's just the first week of school. Right. Hopefully you're not exhausted yet. Right. We'll get there. Hopefully you're not burnt out yet. It's just the third day. Lean on the Lord's strength. Right. When things get difficult, when you feel overwhelmed and tired, lean on the strong arm of God. Lean on God's strength. Wave with all his energy. Lean not on your own understanding, but to trust God. Lean on His strength. Say, Jesus, I need strength for today. I need that daily bread. I need the strength and energy to get me through today in these classes and this homework assignment, and then maybe I got work after. God, I need your strength. And he says, if you lean on Him, and He's going to help you that way. Lean on the Lord first and foremost. Lean on your brothers and sisters, and say, Hey, man. Uh, Izzy, would you pray for me? He's hitting on you too much. I'm sorry. Would you pray for me? I'm having a tough day. Jess, would you, would you pray for me? I got, I got this desk going on. I'm just overwhelmed. Can't keep my eyes open. Let's lean on each other. Let's encourage one another. Be there for one another with all the strength that God provides. And finally, Peter says, We do all of this so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Above all else, we want to be a community that is focused on Jesus. Where Jesus is central and preeminent in all that we say and do. We're bringing glory to Jesus as our chief motivation and ambition. If you want to know what Cal is all about, then we love Jesus. right? And so everything else is going to kind of revolve around that. That's at the core. That's at the center. As we want to glorify Jesus, we want to make Jesus' name great here at the University of Memphis. Right? We want to make sure that everyone we come in contact with was the good news of what God has done for them in Jesus, right? So Jesus and bringing him glory is going to be our chief uh, motivation. Why? Because in the end, he's the only one who did for us what we could never, ever do for ourselves, saving us from our sins and making us right with God. Nobody else did that, right? So Jesus alone is worthy of all of our worship, of all the glory because of all that he's done for us. If you've never been told before, it's been a long time since you've been reminded of it. The God that made you, and made everything that it is loves you. He loves you. He made you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He loves you. He loves you so much that He was not content for you or for, for all of humankind to be estranged from Him because of our sin. Right? The Bible talks about sin. These are, these are times that were prideful, times that we're selfish, times that we do things that hurt ourselves and hurt others and offend God, every single human being that's ever lived does it, but these things separate us from a holy, perfect God who loves us and longs to have a relationship with us. And the good news of the gospel, I mean, what we read in the scriptures is that God loved you too much to leave you separated from him forever, but sent his son Jesus to do for us what we can never do for ourselves, amen? That Jesus lived the life I should have lived. Right, A life without sin, without selfishness, without pride. And then he died the death that I deserve to die. I and mean, I'm the one that sinned. I'm the one that defended God. But Jesus took my place and your place on a cross and died for our sins. And God, in this horrific moment where the Son of God is hanging on the cross, this horrific moment, God works the greatest miracle in all of history where he lays all the punishment, right, all the wrath that each and every one of us deserves for everything we've ever done wrong in our whole life. He lays that on the Son instead. Jesus takes that punishment instead, so instead God can extend you grace and mercy and forgiveness. Friend, you can have a fresh start with Him, right? You put your faith in Jesus and what He did on the cross, and you're made brand new. And Jesus died, and He was buried, but that's not the end of the story. That was the end of the story. None of us would even be here. There would be no Christianity. There'd be none of that. Three days later, He rose from the dead. Right? He appeared to some women, he appeared to his apostles, he appeared to upwards of 500 other eyewitnesses who saw Jesus alive after death, proving he was who he says he was. When Jesus says, I'm the Son of God, uh, you can come to me for eternal life, Right? he proved that because he raised from the dead. Right, so you can trust him, you can trust him with your entire life, you can put your faith in him, and when you do, right, your sins are forgiven, you're made right with God forever. When this life on earth is over, you'll spend an eternity in heaven with God. That's the good news of the gospel, what God has done for you in Christ. And it's because of what Jesus has done, everything's gonna be about Jesus. Everything's about his glory, making his name great, because everyone needs to know that, right? Everyone needs to know God loves them, and they need to know what Jesus has done has made it possible that they can have a relationship with God, and they can be close to God again. It doesn't matter what they do. Man, you don't know how big I'm on it. Anything positive doesn't matter. Jesus can forgive it in an instant. And you can put your faith in him tonight, and everything's brand new. And I know there's people here tonight who need a fresh start, and we're going to pray about that in a minute. God can forgive it all. He can give you a fresh start. You can walk out of this room a brand new person, tight with God, close with God, and in a community that's going to encourage you to grow in that relationship with God. Amen? You have a lot of options on campus, different clubs and activities and different forms of community, right? There's a lot of different places to belong. When you're looking for a community on campus, I've got a couple questions I want you to ask yourself. Because you got, this is when you decide, where am I really going to plug in? What's going to be my friend group in college? And if you really want to grow in the Lord, I want you to ask yourself this question: Will this community help me grow closer to God? Right? Think about it. Will this community help me grow closer to God? Will this community accept me, love me, be there for me, no matter what, no strings attached? Will this community help me develop into the person God wants me to be? Ask yourself that, right? As as you're thinking about about, about a friend group, thinking about different communities that that you could really get involved in and invest in, um, and think about is this going to help me grow to be the person that God wants me to be? We would love. We would love if you'd make CalFa your home, right? If you would connect with us, get woven into the community of CalFa. We would love to befriend you, uh, love you, and encourage you. Um, And uh, and we'd love to see you back here each week. We'd love to see you plug in to a life group. And what does a typical week look like in the life of a Kylephe student? Um, and the life groups are a huge part. I and mean, getting together with, with your guys, getting together with, with your girls, catching up, half the weekend? Oh, it's been that awful. Let's pray for you. All right, let's encourage you. Let's study the Bible together. Uh, let's pray for one another again. Hey, let, let's go get ice cream, or hey, we're all getting dinner at so and so's house this night. Sharing life together, right? It's Wednesday nights coming in here, worshiping with the family, playing some stupid games. remembering I should have put on deodorant, right? Eating some snacks. Uh, there, there's other, other fun parties and events and outreaches we'll do throughout the semester. Sometimes it's trips. One of y'all mentioned going to New Orleans last May doing a mission trip down there. Uh, we're going to hear more about mission next week, right? As we continue to talk about uh, the culture of this community of Chi Alpha. Um, but but it, it's being involved. Uh, it's growing in your relationship with Jesus. It, it's seeing, seeing a friend on campus, right? And getting a huge hug, right, that you weren't even expecting. You thought you were just going to so calculus and somebody come and get you from the side with a big old hug. Um, and this is what it is to be to be a Chi Alpha student. I uh, would love, love for you guys uh, to, to really plug into the community here. I'd love to pray for you, right? This will be the last thing. Um, and then and we're gonna wrap up with this. We'd love to pray. Um, First of all, for those of you guys that say, hey man, honestly, I'm not where I need to be with God. I'm far from God. I want to put my trust in Jesus. Uh, I need to repent of some things. I need to ask God for forgiveness and things. We're going to do that tonight. Um, some of you guys may have never done that before. So this is my first time putting my trust in Jesus. Hey, that's awesome. That's great. We're going to pray. i pray for you and our trust in God. Um, some of you guys say, man, those things you were talking about, it's like I know, I know I'm supposed to be doing those things, but I need that to become reality in my life. I need the help of the Holy Spirit to make me a person that loves other people well, without grumbling and complaining, that serves others, use my talents for God's glory, and leans on God's strength to do that. I need his help, and we're going to pray that God would help us to, to be that as individuals, but also as a community of believers. Amen. Um, would, you, would you guys bow your head, and, uh, Jack, would you mind coming to play something as we pray? Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for doing for us what we could never ever do for ourselves. And send in your son Jesus to make us right with you, to rescue us, God, from the pit of sin and death and hell and make us right with you and give us life eternal in your presence. And that doesn't start in heaven, and that starts now, but being able to walk closely with you each and every day, waking up and experiencing your peace your joy, your love, your nearness, your presence each and every day. Like in every every head's bowed so, so just so that we're not distracting the people around us so we can really focus on the Lord. But if you're here tonight and you say Matt, that, that's me. I've never put my trust in Jesus that way. Uh, but I want to. I want to put my trust in Jesus and ask him to forgive me. If that's you tonight. Could you raise your hand so I can pray with you? Is that anybody? Alright see several hands. Several hands. You put your hands down. You say, man, I prayed that before. That that was me in the past, but somehow I got away from it, man. I know I'm far from God. I'm not where I need to be. This summer was rough. I'm caught up in something I shouldn't be. Uh, Say, man, would you pray for me uh, that that I make it right with God tonight? That I confess my sins and get a fresh start here tonight. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I'd love to pray for you. Several, several hands. You can put those down. Let's start there. Just in your heart, and put your trust in Jesus, and pray this prayer with me. Father God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. And I believe in your Son Jesus. I believe that you sent him to die for me on the cross. I put my trust in Jesus, and when he get on the cross to make me right with you, not my own ability to do good or do the right things or stop sinning, I put all my trust in you, Jesus, and when you did on the cross to save me, God, please forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Give me a fresh start. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and eternal life that I could live for you with your help this day forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Those of you that prayed that, those of you that put your trust in Jesus, I mean, I've got kind of fantastic news. And you leave this room a new person, a new creation transformed in Jesus. Whatever is in the past uh, is gone and washed away. You've got a fresh start in Jesus tonight. Heaven is celebrating uh, and, and God is rejoicing uh, he wants that close intimate relationship with you and it starts right there it starts right there, thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and for all of us, God I pray for all of us would you help us to be the kind of community we talked about tonight God help us to be uh, the, the, the kind of people that love each other well to we get outside of ourselves, outside of our own selfishness and we can see the needs of the people around us that we can show hospitality to God show us how we can love our roommate well God, it's only been a couple of days. Maybe things are smooth right now, but there's going to come a day where it gets rough. Help us to love our roommates well and our sweetmates well, the folks on our floor, our classmates. God, help us to love people well, to show hospitality and kindness. God, help us not be people that grumble and complain and gossip. Let our words be used to encourage, edify, build up, and glorify you in every way. God, help us to be people of your word. And I love the Bible, that, that studying in our own study and community as we grow and mature, we're developed to be the minimum of God that you called us to be. And I pray that you would use the community of Kaiafa on this campus this semester strategically for your kingdom and for your glory, that we'd see lives transformed for the glory of God, people set free from bondages of, of sin and addiction, people finding purpose and life and hope in you, Jesus. God, that you would use us to love this campus well and shine the bright light for Jesus, that many would come to know you in the coming weeks. God, because of our faithful witness, use us, God. Use our gifts, our talents and abilities, not for ourselves, but to make your name great, Jesus. You alone are worthy. God, bless these students. I pray that each and every one of them would have a fantastic semester. Bless and favor them with their professors and their TAs, help them to excel in their classes, help them to understand their skills, their studying, help them to help each other in their classes, God. Um just pray your blessing, your favor. And bless them where there's financial needs and stuff's tight uh, uh, financially, whether there's stuff difficult in family relationships and relational dynamics. God, stressful relationships with, with, with friends or significant others or family members that stress them out. God, would you be at work, David, too? Would you guard our hearts and our minds with your peace in Christ Jesus? Help each student know your newness and know your great love for them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.